This episode is sponsored by the one membership by Template Monster. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the HTML All Things Podcast episode number 74, year-end roundup 2019, not to be confused with Roundup the Weed Killer. I'm your host, Matt Lawrence, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Mike Coran. If you've been enjoying the podcast so far and you want to support us, there's a couple ways you can do that. Review us on that Apple podcast or the podcast platform that you're listening to this on. Check us out on Patreon with uh, just a couple of tiers right now, but the $3 tier will give you a shout out in the podcast and we'll share a link to your website in the show notes. And the most important one is just to tell your friends or anyone else you know that is interested in web development that we are here, ready to be listened to. And if you or your friends are ready to go a step further, join our Discord server. Discord server is well over 300 members now, uh, and it will be a topic in this episode as well. So join up and you can discuss anything from web development to video games to movies to whatever you want to talk about. But anyway, Weekly Pain Point, Mike, please take it away. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I think this kind of resonates with everyone, but stressful holidays. Um, just the fact that you're constantly doing stuff, you got to balance kind of, I mean, for me, especially right now, I have to kind of balance work and holidays. Uh, work isn't too intensive, but I still have to maintain a couple of things here and there, uh, get on some calls, and then I have to go to my holiday dinners. I had like, I don't know, already three Christmas dinners, and then I have another oh one coming God. up. Yeah, it's it's intense. Like there's a there, it's a lot of family stuff, and usually with family you have some like disagreements, and st- everyone's asking each other questions and getting pissed off sometimes. So it's it can get stressful. Uh, and that was really the pain point that I've been having over the last couple of weeks. We didn't have an episode last week, I guess. Well, it was uh, right on we Christmas. We were all busy. Yeah, it was directly on Christmas, and it would have done terribly anyway. So hopefully, uh, you'll be listening to this, I guess, in the new year. No, so I'm gonna release. Good. I'm gonna release this. Slightly before New Year's, so if you're listening Perfect. to this, it won't be on the normal Wednesday, just because it's the year-end roundup. Yeah, uh, and then and then we'll go back to our normal schedule in the New Year. It's just this is sort of our holiday episode, pretty much. Okay. So, okay, uh, cool. yeah. So actually, I have a question about that. Then this, I know this is off topic, but like, do why it? is it that people and like we do this too? Why is it that people do stressful things on holiday? Like when you're done work. People are like, you know, if they're at work, like any of your family members or yourself, you know, you're done work and you're like, I'm going on Christmas break or whatever. Whatever you're doing, whether you do a shutdown or just a couple of days off, whatever it is, you do like a holiday break in there. And for some reason, people are just like, let's go do these 18 things and let's panic about these 18 things. And let's get pissed off about what the other part of the family's doing. Why is it that we care? There's so many times where I'm just like, that person just wants to like, I don't know, like t- downgrade their career or like, you know, that's usually the thing that people get pissed off about, at least in my family. It's like they think people are downgrading or something. It's just like, why don't you just like, who, like, who cares? <laughs> like, I don't know whether maybe that's, maybe that's not good. Like if they asked for help, it'd be different. It's just sort of like they're talking. I'm not gonna get mad about what they're doing. If they decided to suddenly become a circus clown when they were like the director of like a major company, I'd be like, all right. <laughs> it's literally to that degree. Like I literally don't care. Yeah, I don't get it either. Um, and I don't, I don't know why it always spring like I mean it springs up on the holidays because you're seeing each other so often and stuff like that I guess, uh, but I don't I don't get the judgment and I don't get the just the pressure to always attend these things either like you're you know if you don't attend you're viewed as someone that doesn't attend family events and like why is he not attending and you know people are going to be talking about it if you're there so it's a weird it's a weird dynamics like sometimes you're just not in the mood. But that's 
you can't like no one can ever say that and have that as a valid excuse, which in my opinion, it should be a valid excuse sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's a weird it's it's a very it's a very strange situation to because they wouldn't care if someone on the street. If someone on the street that they didn't know, I mean, obviously they know you, but if they didn't know this person and this person downgraded, maybe they'd be like, oh, that's weird. Or like if this or if like a person that they worked with, so a colleague, but not like a friend, if they miss an event. It might there might be like a thing where it's like oh he always misses events but that would be the end of the gossip but for some mm. reason when it comes to family it's just sort of like that person never attends what are they doing do they think that they have like a more busy schedule like let's let's uh, let's pump the brakes here a bit like who cares at this point yeah I but don't get it I don't well uh, my weekly pain point <clears throat> is actually uh, headache filled holidays so uh, I wasn't debilitated I was able to do everything that was fine but I found out uh, via looking at one of my health apps on my phone that I had only slept about six hours across the three days on holidays. So it was weird because I wasn't actually tired, but I just had this like weird, very weak, annoying headache the whole time. And I just didn't get it. I was like, oh, whatever, it's fine, it's fine. And then what happened was I, I got like a couple hours of sleep or something like that before Boxing Day because I always go out really early. And I did the same thing and I like went out for Boxing Day and I was okay in the morning, but then I was like kind of screwed by noon and it got bad. Like at the end of the Boxing Day, it was bad. And I was like, what is going on here? And that's when I checked my app and was like, oh. And so shortly after that, involuntarily, I fell asleep on the couch for about two, three hours and then woke up and like played some video games as I, as I do. And then I passed out for a solid 12 hours after that. So that <laughs> that's my weekly pain point. It's not exactly technical, but uh, it's uh, accidentally self-induced because usually I'm actually exhausted when I do that. And so I'm just like, oh, I'm tired. Like I'm, I'm getting old. And so I just get pains now. I think it was like a holiday adrenaline. Just you're you're constantly doing events and you just forget you lose track of time because you're like, okay, I got to go finish this and I got to go do this and I got to go pick that person up and I got to go that. I don't know. Like it's, it's always like that for me too. I just sleep a lot less when it's like a million events lined up in a row. That was probably it because like I felt it, w- it was one of those moments too where I wasn't actually drinking a lot of coffee, which is weird. And like I was like really hyped up like as if I was and I was anxious a lot and I was just like. I'm literally being anxious about nothing. Like, I was consciously intercepting my anxiety and being like, I'm just... like. But I, I think you're right. It's because it's like, go pick this person up. Go pick this food up. Go here. We got to, like, cook this thing. So we got to do this. And then we got to, like, pack these away for this person. We got to make sure this is wrapped. And, like, you know, the whole the whole shebang. Whole it's craziness. <laughs> and then and then I was also, like, doing... I was, like, doing uh, tail-end work. So I did, like, a bunch of work over the, the nights before the holiday as well to like make sure the holiday was like more clear and i'm just doing like you're doing basic maintenance stuff that's kind of what i'm doing just kind of messing around with stuff that isn't due right away so it's like it's just craziness but anyway uh to get to get beyond this because we're getting stuck on our weekly pain point here um we're going to be talking about uh, our expectations uh basically our year-end stuff like this and then looking to 2020 so expectations uh versus reality of uh, 2019 looking to 2020 that's our second segment there and then we're going to be doing uh, a personal uh, personal word related? What does that mean? Apparently I wrote personal word related 2020 goals, changes, etc. So professional uh, Microsoft word related goals for 2020, which is our web news. Um, but anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, so our expectations. So last year we did discuss in the, in the podcast, some of our uh, social media podcast numbers, etc, etc, expectations last year. So some of these expectations that I mentioned in this are going to not match up with what we said in that previous episode because goals, our goals, we we always make ourselves are flexible and they change based on situations. So I'm going to just, I'm going to explain what's going on. So if you say like, hey, you didn't expect that many followers or whatever. Yeah, well, that's because things change and 
we'll get into it. So our various properties that we're going to be covering here uh, are our podcast, our Discord server, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our website, YouTube, LinkedIn, Patreon. There's probably a couple others in there. And I want to just preface before I dive in here saying that this is going to be more of a conversational episode in that we're going to discuss our personal you know, our personal expectations versus our personal, uh, you know, results this year. But this use, this episode is going to be useful for people that are interested in sort of seeing how people in the real world, or at least how we break down a project and decide how to manipulate like, Oh, this change, maybe we should try this. Hey, this change, we should try this. So it's going to be more of like a learn to plan episode, I guess you could say. So we're not just going to be just blabbing on about us the whole time. Uh, so our podcast, we'll start off with that. So our expectation was just straight up to grow. We didn't have an expectation. We didn't say 10,000 downloads or something. That's it. Boom. Um, but one specific small kind of side goal that we had was to bulk up our, our episode downloads on Apple podcasts, which were not very big. And yet, Apple Podcast itself is big, so we were, our plan was to bulk that up, because it was fourth, I think, or something like that, fourth or fifth in our client list, like, whoever's downloading what. I think CastBox was number one at the time. So, our 2018 uh, total downloads, so this is 2018, previous year, we started the show in July, and our episode downloads were at 5.9k downloads. Um, as of writing the show notes, which I wrote a few days ago, uh, our 2019 downloads uh, were 61.8k. Yeah. So even though we started like what what's July? July is the seventh month in the year, so approximately fifty percent through the year. Even though we started fifty percent through the year, it's not like this just grew from five point nine to twelve. This is sixty one point eight K downloads. Uh take it away, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I mean I'd say it exceeded expectations. Um, just cause we're a small, you know, duo, we don't have any, I, I would say we don't have the, any notoriety. So I was, I'm really happy with that number. Um, and I'm really happy and thankful for everyone that's listening to this because you definitely contributed to that number and are still contributing to it. Uh, let's, I don't know, like, what, what would you, are we going to aim, do our goals right now? Or are we going to do that in the next segment? Or so, should we do it for each one as we go? Um, I'll kind of let, I'll, I'll kind of actually ask you now, like what you'd prefer to do. Um, in in the second segment here, I just have looking to 2020, and those are going to be specific goals, specific new things that we have going on in 2020. So if we want to discuss goals regarding these properties, I'd say go for it right now. Let's do it. Okay. Um, I want to say 100K for 2020. Like 100K just in 2020. No, 100K like total, I think. I mean, that might be too passive of a goal, right? Because if we did 61, we essentially did what, like almost a hundred percent of our downloads this year well see this is so this is the thing is and and this is a good this is a good kind of general point for anyone out there so because the number ballooned so quickly or, or ballooned so much uh we weren't like we're not sure as you can hear we're not really sure so right now we sit at like as of recording this now we sit at sixty-eight thousand three hundred thirty-seven downloads total 68,000. Okay. Okay. So that that's our total across 2018, 2019 and that little bit in between I my show notes and today. Okay. But how I would say we need to break this down is the episodes. So the episodes are a smaller chunk and the episodes kind of allow us to set goals per week and determine what we should be hitting per week instead of us waiting till the end of 2020 and being like damn. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I like one that. thing that we learned is using good titles so I know that like some titles are more editorial, if you will, where they're more, they're more based on what's covered in the episode, which is good. 
but they're not really searchable. And for people that don't listen to us on the daily basis, they actually just listen to us on like, oh, I like that episode or I'm interested in that topic. And they listen to us piecemeal. If there's no interest there, even if they would actually be interested in the topic of the episode. So more general, but like searchable titles is good. So for example, we could say the, the, the one episode we did, the thing about WordPress that's a good title because it it's talking it, it it hints at our what our previous opinions were and how we talked about WordPress in the past of the episode. So anyone who listens to us gets a little bit more out of that title. But anyone who's interested in WordPress, which are the general public in terms of web devs are, they would be able to read that episode title and come to us. So mm-hmm. that's like a good episode title. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of other ones too. I think Mike kind of started this trend. Uh, like most in-demand web developer skills in 2019. That's a good one because people are looking at stuff that's 2019 based because it's the year, it's the end of the year. You want to know what skills you should have. So people are going to type that in being like, I need to learn this. And they're probably going to type in web developer skills 2020 and 2019 will show up because it's so close and 2020 is so new. So like anyone starting a new career or a new hobby in web development in the new year, that's a good title for them as well. So it's better, it's better than some of our older titles. That's just like UX mania, for example. UX Mania mm-hmm. is exactly what that episode is about. And the episode's fine. There's no problem with the episode. But that's not a searchable title. Like, you're going to look at that and be like, UX Mania? Like, what are they talking about? Are they talking about, like, I don't know, typography? Like, what are they talking about? Just UX in general? And so it's a smaller subset of people that would want to be interested in that. So that's one big thing. So I think that I agree with you. I'd say 100, 100K... There's a little low. Okay, Okay, now that you've said that, let me restate my my prediction or not my prediction but what i want as a baseline i think a thousand downloads per episode a week in the first week so right now we're sitting we're we're usually hitting 700 to 800 yeah in that first week i think a thousand is realistic yeah yeah it would be nice to go over that but i think if (sighs) as long as we're in that range that's that's a good base and i'll be happy you know if i'm if i'm speaking to a thousand people in the first week that we launch obviously it goes up as it goes as as time goes on because people find our old episodes people find us they listen through them one one by one stuff like that but a thousand people in that first week i'm happy you know what i mean like that's a thousand people that are listening to us and enjoying the podcast hopefully and providing us feedback i think that's a good number to start like to grow even more on that's a good one because I remember when we started in 2018, our our downloads when they very first started on the very you know first few episodes, it was like 23. I think it like grew to like 23, 25, and then we were mm-hmm. trying to like gain for 50, and then we aimed for 100. So like that's a good, I'd say that's a good amount. Yeah. And then I'm not gonna do the math right now, but like I mean a thousand a thousand per episode immediately, and then obviously the same amount of like passive as people kind of trickle in. Mm-hmm. would definitely boost it because if we if we just grow at the same amount or even if we like stayed the same 100k isn't enough no. like we're actually losing <laughs> we're actually losing yeah we'd actually we go back <laughs> losing listenership there so yeah. uh yeah so i i'd say i'd say that that's a fair that that's a fair one that's more attainable 1000 in the first 7 days of a release like before the next one comes out cool next episode um the next thing is our discord server so we didn't really have much expectation with this actually uh we created this in may of 2019 so it wasn't the full year our expectations was none, like I said, just to grow it slowly, just kind of have it there. And I honestly thought this was just going to be a very small community for like two years, honestly. Uh, I thought it was going to be a very side thing. Well, it's actually, this is completely blown out of the water. Uh, so we're sitting at over 300 members and counting. Um, Mike and I, like when we get busy, which we have been over the holidays, haven't really been talking in there, but 
it was like still active until Christmas Eve when I last time I saw it. And it's like, it, that's it. Like it's still growing. There's people still showing up, but there's people still going. So that, that's huge. And a lot of them, which is really strange to me is a lot of them don't even know about this podcast. A lot of them are just coming in due to a medium article I wrote about, you know, here's the links here. Come join us. He's a web development. A lot of people are just searching for web development discord, which is a, an interesting thing to learn because I had no idea. And then hopefully a bunch of those people jumped on the bandwagon and, you know, are also part of the show now as well. And and I did talk to a few people and say like, hey, you know, we have a podcast, right? No, what are you talking about? And so you kind of introduce them that way. So I don't really know what my goal is in terms of Discord this year, other than to maybe just let it grow because like it's doing way better than I could even thought think anyway. Yeah, it's a tough one. Like, I, I don't know what what I'd want from it, but I I definitely want a direction I think my goal would be let's let's gauge the community and let's see what they want and let's provide it to them. You know what I mean? Like, do they want us to help them, you know, find their first job? I mean, that's that's a very bold statement, obviously, and probably not possible. But say, if, what's going on if, here? Indeed.com. Do like, they want <laughs> us to, like, help them start their careers in it? Do they want us to help learn from scratch? Do they want us to just kind of uh, participate and, you know, answer questions? Because right, right now we're not really – we're providing the structure. And then the Discord server is kind of self self contained and doing its own thing. Like like you said, we haven't really been hands on in the last few few weeks or even the last month or so. I've been gone on vacation and and work trips and stuff like that. You've been doing your other things. Um, that's something that I want to change. I want to be way more involved with the Discord as it goes on. Like I'm, I am working on a coding challenge right now. Uh, that's coming up really soon and stuff like that. But I I kind of want I want to find a direction for it that benefits our our group and i don't my goal isn't to grow the discord server as more to help the people that are already there as much as possible and by the byproduct of that bring people on that are like-minded and want to participate in whatever we're doing uh if that makes sense basically to develop the community not to and, and like allow it to grow Yes. Don't like, exactly. don't just sit there and keep, I don't want to, I don't want to just bring on anyone because like what I liked about our, our growth was it was a slow burn. It growed slow. Uh, but then it just kind of exponentially went up. But our first little bit, we, we got a really good set of community core community members and which are now moderators. Yeah. Um, plus we'll probably add some more moderators in the future because we have more community members that are even, you know, continually contributing, contributing, contributing. And I think the benefit is for ev- like everyone gets the benefit, the moderators, the people that are helping, the people that are being helped, uh, because it's just like, you know, learning back and forth, the two, two way learning system. And, uh, I just want I want to facilitate that as much as possible because I don't I think that the value that this group provides and something that isn't available everywhere is that that really low like low level of entry so you don't have to be you know any th- there is no barrier to entry to enter our Discord server the only thing you can you ha- you can't be is you can't be a dick you can't be racist you know like you can't you can't be the golden rules of like you have to follow the golden rules of society um, but as long as you're willing to, you know, help people and be helped, uh, people on there are very much okay with any level of, in, um, commitment to web development. So you can be a full-time web developer. You can be part-time. You can be just starting out like whatever, wherever you're at in your journey of web development or even coding practices, whatever, uh, people there are very much accepting of where you are. That's what I, that's, and that's where I want to maintain like 
I don't want to be locked down to a community of only starting web developers. I don't want to be locked down to a community of only senior web developers. Like I want to be able to bring on whoever wants that openness, if that makes sense. And some people don't, and that's fine. Some people want to belong to a community that's, you know, elite level community and they only talk in elite language and stuff like that. And that's fine. I I don't think that that's where we're going to be. Uh, I like the level that we're at right now. And I like I, that that's what I want to kind of facilitate as much as possible. I'd, I'd agree with that. I, I don't want to become another stack overflow or anything. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want to model ourselves. I mean, I understand stack overflow is more of a forum, but I don't want to model ourselves over any, or to, towards or anything toward any of those communities. I think just keeping it, keeping it like very much like, Hey, can I ask this question? And there's no like, please check the chat history crap. You know, it's just sort of like, okay, you know, yeah, let's help you. And then in a few months, if someone else joins and has the same question, there's no like, please check the chat. Like, that's ridiculous. Check in chat history. So I, I agree with you there 100% on the Discord. Um, I would definitely agree with uh, developing it. I think that we should do some other stuff with it. Like, I think the code challenges, like you said, is a good thing. There's like one thing I that I always think of doing is a- adding more, more of a guided per- kind of quote unquote professional way of joining the server. So servers of our size will generally have a thing where you're put into a welcome channel and the, a bot walks you through like, please choose a role, please choose this. And we have roles and we have a bot and all that stuff, but we don't have sort of like an entry procedure. And I thought of doing that, but I don't know if that's adding bureaucracy to something that is just sort of an open, like, hey, how's it going? Welcome community. I don't know if that's a good idea. It does add a level of professionalism, but it also adds a level of, like, institutionalism. Yeah. Which and I, I want to hear back from our community on that, I think. The the core members uh, that are listening right now, maybe go into the podcast discussion thread in the Discord, and let's hear from you on what you think we should do for the entry to like people entering and keep in mind that we do want to keep it as loose as possible. We don't want to have it a 15 step system where you have to select your, you know, who you like, give all your details of who you are, where you're at in your journey and stuff like that. We want to keep it as simple as possible and as quick as possible and as friendly as possible, because we do like that right now, everyone goes into the general chat when they first join. And a lot of the time that's a first step into meeting everyone because people are already talking in there. You're, you're going in there and you can kind of either join the conversation. People will say, welcome. I do like that system as opposed to just a welcome chat where no one talks ever. Like every discord server that I've ever been in, if there's a welcome, place where you enter no one's in there people are just entering there and then going to wherever they need to go which i don't know if i like again i would i'm willing to hear uh different things from our core community members or anyone really that's listening and wants to just chime in yeah definitely go in there and let us know what you think and let us know about anything else too if you want code challenges or do you want us to be in there more or like what what do you want i think too just as a general thing um because the and and any other procedures as well. Like one of the things that I know a couple other servers do is if you sign up as like a Windows dev, it'll lock you out of the other channels. And I don't know if I want stuff like that, for example. Because yep. like that's adding a bit too much institutionalism. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah. Just let us know what you want. I think like it, it's literally a community that grew way faster than we expected. So we don't we didn't have like a roadmap where we're like at three hundred members, we're going to start doing this. Like we didn't. There wasn't any of that. So. Um, Instagram, uh, total disaster, uh, absolute, uh, and utter complete disaster according to our plans. Expectation, at least 5,000 followers. So yeah, I'm <laughs> open to it. It's a fucking disaster. Um, reality, uh, 1,568 followers as of, uh, writing this document. 
this is way below expectations. Uh, however, the situation completely changed. So we were making very good progress. But then we got uh, Shadow Band, as it's called, uh, which saw most of our posts get close to zero views. Our profile views started following. Like, I are following. Like, our profile views at one point would go up if I didn't post and go down if I posted. Our, our posts were getting, I don't know, a thousand reach or, you know, close to there or hundreds of reach. They were getting like 70 reach. Same, same type of content, same hashtags, that type of thing. I don't want to blame the algorithm or whatever, but we, there's, like, like definitely shadow banned though. Like there was something go, definitely going on because I just left it and all of a sudden like our profile views started going up and stuff like that weeks later. Um, so this straight up. Revol- resulted in loss of motivation, and I started not posting hardly at all, because it was just a waste of time. Uh, we used to post at least once a day, if not multiple times a day, and there was also an, an Instagram algorithm change at some point in there, uh, which didn't help, because I'm not up to date on that either. So, it's a mess, uh, to be blunt. Now, one of the things I want to say as a as a general consensus for all our social media, so specifically Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and LinkedIn's, I guess, in there too, is it's a lot of our content is either like, re- well, especially on Instagram, is like, it's it's just reposting other people's posts. I think maybe original content would do better, but original content is like a time sink, so it's like, you're in there too. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure on that. However, uh, I don't know, I'll let you chime in at this point, Mike, because I've okay. basically laid it out at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. So it, all three of these, if we tackle them all at once, uh, I think our area of expertise Like, we're okay at it, but we're definitely not extreme social media personalities. And I think that bodes to the fact that we just don't enjoy it that much. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't get any real enjoyment out of posting random stuff on social media. Um, Especially when it's a repost or when it's just, like, a very simple post. Like, maybe if I was giving, like, really interesting content on there and i was getting a lot of responses and chatting like i do like the community aspect of it i do like the responses that we get the comments that we get but i don't particularly like what we're posting on there for the most part now twitter is a different one when we'll talk about that in in a little bit because we have changed our uh strategy with twitter and i it might work out might not we'll see but specifically with Instagram, just like for the most part, what we're doing on there is just taking people's content and reposting. And some of that content is really interesting. And I like it's really cool. Um, but I don't see like I don't see the huge value in that. And a lot of channel like a lot of uh, Instagram accounts do that. And that's why we kind of went that route. It's low effort and stuff like that. Like I don't want to obviously uh, it still takes effort. Uh, and stuff, and even just to do something as simple as reposting. So to provide original content is an even higher amount of effort. And what are we really gaining from that? I don't know if it's worth it in the long run. And and it, this is a tough one because how else are we going to gain followers to our uh, podcast? Like this, our our goal with social media is to bring people's attention to our podcast, right? So with that perspective in mind, like how do we? approach it where we don't have to spend a ton of time because again matt and i are doing our kind of full-time jobs which are our digital dynasty design business and this html things podcast is on the side because we don't really generate any income from this in, in any way shape or form like we're getting you know a few dollars here and there from uh patreon i don't think we've made any money on our sponsorships or at least as, as much as we know um it's kind of all just testing and stuff like that uh so this really is like a, a, it's a really fun thing that we do and I really enjoy it and I want, I'm going to keep doing it regardless of what we make on it. Uh, but we need to, you know, approach it logically. So 
I don't know what to do about our social media. Now, I, I have a general plan. I'll, I'll let you okay. continue, not to cut you off, but I have like a general idea. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really have anything else to say. I was going to talk maybe about Twitter, but I'll let you do your plan first, and then maybe we can discuss Twitter after. Well, okay, the, the big the big problem with Instagram, and this is going to sound like a whine, and maybe it is, uh, is that you have to do it on the phone. And that's really great when you're out on the go and blah, 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 blah. But, like, I'm extremely fast, for example, at tweeting because it's on the PC. If I see a piece of news or I see something and I want to tweet it out or I see, like, a weird trending hashtag that I think I can write a funny little thing about, I can do that really quickly from the computer. It's great to also have Twitter, for example, and Facebook on the phone, but it's it's you know it's more cumbersome to type out and blah, 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 blah. So one of the things I want to do is there are a couple of social media managers out there that will allow you to, well, number one, schedule things, which I've heard is bad in terms of algorithmic thing, but, like, I don't know. But another thing is, like, is, is um... Another thing with with it is that it, it allows you to post from the computer or from your iPad or from like whatever, and so it, it it gives you that flexibility where if I know, for example, that I'm going into something that's going to kill me, so going into the holiday season, if we were posting consistently, there would be like a lull in posts, but I would be able to schedule those posts in and do whatever. So I want it to still be organic in that I am picking the posts, but I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want there to be holes in it if possible. So I don't want to remember on December 25th, which is Christmas, that I have to go in and like make a post, right? It's a holiday, like kind of leave me alone is essentially the mentality I have on that, on that type of thing. But I'm totally fine on like December, whatever, scheduling the post for December 25th. So I've already put the thought into it. I wrote up the thing. It's just a matter of, I'm not going to remember the same thing with our podcast. We record the podcast. I edit it and all that's fine, but I schedule it. I schedule it for the same time every time because I'm not going to remember to go onto my computer at that specific time and release it. And I'd like the consistency. So consistency, I think is number one. Uh, the other thing too, is like, I don't mind reposting. Like I know, I know what you're saying, Mike, where original content's probably better, but it is a time sink. I don't mind reposting. Absolutely. It gives other people exposure and they're making original content in most cases. So that's really great. I think that's fine. Um, but actually to, to play off your thing is because we don't have like a ridiculous amount of engagement, I think I'm going to, I think Gary V said this or something. I can't remember. I listen to a lot of like people like him, but they like the one guy said like you need to kind of listen on the platform before you kind of speak. And so I just think we need to be on these platforms more. And we're in the generational gap where we're right on the cusp of it. Where if I was if if you or I were like two or three years younger, we would be more social media active. I think, but like I didn't really get into MySpace that much. Because people were just working on it like crazy. And I got into Facebook, but all of that was all in high school. So it's sort of like I'm already socially developed, if you will. <laughs> and then I don't I don't care. So it, what, what, what my issue is, is not that I don't like it. It's that I don't think of it as something. Like, I will talk to people on my phone and use my phone a lot, but I'm talking to people. I'm not posting about it. I take a lot of pictures because I like to look at them. I don't post about it. So that, in terms of Instagram specifically, and well, the others as well, this applies, is I would like to start developing the habit of going onto social media to the point where, like, for example, I did not use Instagram a few years ago personally, and then I developed the habit of scrolling through Instagram. I think I need to develop the habit of scrolling through Hat's Instagram, scrolling through Hat's Twitter, because I, I scroll through my own Twitter. I don't post, but I think I think it's just, I think we're just like just one little step away. Myself, anyway. Yeah. 
I, need, I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? I, I need just just develop it so then when I'm scrolling, maybe I'm scrolling the hat one twice a day instead of my own because who cares about my own Twitter? So yeah, I agree. I kind of agree with you, and I, I think one thing that you mentioned with the like following the trend of what's going on currently—that's something that we don't really do. We kind of just you know do something, hope it works. If it works, then we continue to do it over and over and over until it stops. We're doing it stops working. That's the wrong way to approach it. I think you're right where if we're scrolling through it, especially the hat side, uh, we'll know like, oh, this time memes are popular right now. Yeah. And then we kind of post memes, which sounds so easy. E- not even easy, but sounds so useless <laughs> like to the general public. But what else do we have to do? Like my – the proposal that I would have that won't work because the, my proposal is let's stop posting every day. Let's stop, you know, doing random content. Let's generate one good piece of content every week to post on social media and promote that as much as we can. But that won't work. Like it just, it's not possible for a, a, a small startup with no notoriety because we don't have notoriety like a, a person, um, that's been in the industry for many, many years. Maybe Wes Boss or Scott Talinsky. Like they've already had, they already had a following. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah. they started their podcast. Right. Like they already had people that followed their courses and stuff like that. We don't have that with Matt. So we don't have that ability to be like, oh, hey, we're starting a podcast to a bunch of like, you know, thousands of people and then post really good content to only those people. And then they share your content. We have to start from scratch. So and to do that, like if we post really good content on Instagram to to nobody out there, no one's going to share our stuff because the algorithm doesn't pick up random people. So we have to become someone and then we can start posting really good content. And I'm really waiting for that opportunity to be like, okay, we're done with this uh, growing stage of like just becoming someone that people check all the time. Now we can become the stage where we can do that, where we can post once or twice a week of something actually good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something that – like an actual guide to something or an actual – like an image of what we're working on. You know what I mean? Like something that people will actually be interested in. Um, not that people aren't interested in some of our reposts because, again, they are good content for the most part. But I want people to be interested in something that we're doing rather than something that other people are doing all the time. Well, the, the one thing too is, is what you're saying actually is exactly what our Facebook is. Right now, our Facebook isn't really maintained. It's just more of an accessibility thing. If you're a Facebook user and don't want to move, you can just use Facebook and you can still absorb our content. But all I post on there is actually the video version of our podcast every week. And so I like, you know, post that in. That's fine. I schedule it in the same time as the, uh, the Podbean, uh, like release, whatever the podcast release on normal. And that's it. And so. What, what, what ends up happening here is we're seeing a slow growth there because it's all original content. We're, we're certainly seeing a slow growth, which I'll get into soon. Um, but it's not, it certainly isn't, you know, a lot. And you're right. It's because we don't have that discovery network. We don't have, you know, 30,000, uh, likes or 30,000 followers on the various platforms where when we post it, maybe we only get into 10,000, but that's still getting into 10,000. And then if you go onto a platform like Twitter or Facebook where they can easily retweet or, or, or share, now now we're talking about, you know, even bigger, right? You, know, you don't expect the general the general public to repost you on Instagram necessarily because it isn't like a two-button-click two thing. But it is to retweet. It is to share on Facebook and Twitter. So it's it's very much like you... Now, if you get if you get into those ten thousand, maybe they're going to share it, and then they're they got a thousand or a hundred or whatever it is, and then they grow. So you kind of need that like base thing. Another thing, actually, as a general consensus for all the the uh, the social medias, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna stop this much for each of the social medias. To be clear, we'll go through the numbers and kind of move on after this. But um, one of the thing big things is that we're treating social media like a tool, and I think that's incorrect. 
The repost is like is like we're using it like a tool. Like yes, the content's fine, and yes, it is helpful for some people, and yes, it's a conglomeration, and yeah, like like it's fine, it's totally fine. Um, but the problem is is that all is that once like especially on something like Instagram, once the person comes to you, it's different than a website. It's different than it's different than something else. Where if I'm if I'm posting repeatedly uh, about I don't know like uh, one guy we used to one guy we used to re- reshare all the time was a guy named Lomars. If I keep posting about Lomars and someone likes Lomars. They don't come to me for Lomar's content because it's social media. They click on Lomar's thing. They click follow. And now they can actually unfollow me if they want. They don't need to see double posts in their, in their feed, which is, which is a bit of a problem, right? Like that's the issue here. Yes. Accounts like ours on the Instagram side are really great for like reposting and reposting, retweeting is great, but it is, but there needs to be original content. I'd say thrown in there. That's the issue. I think. Mm-hmm. So I think we're just treating it too much like a tool where we're like, we need followers instead of being like, hey, we have cool pictures, cool photos or cool guides or whatever it is to post. Let's post it and just be consistent if we can. And then a lot, and then the followers will come naturally if it's good content. We're treating it like we need followers. <laughs> you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you're, but you are correct in being real, in being realistic that we can't just post to one follower and expect once a week and expect it to blow up our facebook is an actual real life example of this yep so yeah go ahead fantastic what i don't know what the i don't know what my expectations are for these things like i want first of all i think if i was going to set a goal it would be i want us to grow on twitter more than anything because i think that is a platform to engage with better uh with developers i think developers do gravitate to twitter more than they do instagram yeah um and they've and it's just easier to communicate you can do it from the computer like i do want to increase our twitter followers i do want to communicate with twitter the twitter community more and i think i'll pass it off to you to kind of explain what what we're going to be doing to do that in the future right 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 now at least in the immediate future yeah so i'll i'll go through like uh, my twitter notes here um so and, and I'll, we'll go into it. So Twitter is a weird one for us uh, because uh, the posts we see blow up, um, blow up the the most, result in the least amount of followers. But so the expectations were nothing beyond wanting to grow. So that was our 2018, 2019 sort of weird interaction with Twitter. Um, however, the reality is uh, we've grown more uh, once we started posting less on Instagram and more on Twitter. So uh, we're not growing as quickly as we want to on Twitter. So t- to be clear, what I'm saying is, is I lessened the amount of posts on Instagram and I raised the amount of tweets on Twitter. Um, and we're growing, so that's good. So we're not seeing that weirdness where the more posts, the least followers, less followers, but uh, we're not growing at a rate that I'm happy with. Uh, now this might be due to the content we post. So maybe we need to change that up. Like Mike said, we got to kind of like listen more, uh, than we do, than we do speak, if you will. Uh, our engagements, uh, however, have been really great this year. So any sort of engagement we get, we, people make, uh, make really great comments, uh, whether they're criticism or compliments or whatever. And we do engage with them. So we're not ignoring people. Uh, so that's good. Uh, we are seeing that, that which is good. We just need to literally need more of that. Um, so our, our Twitter, uh, is going to, and it slowly is becoming more, uh, like a news source. So I think earlier in the show, we mentioned that, uh, one of the things that I, I wanted to do on our social medias was each of our social media channels was going to be, have some sort of value proposition. There's def- certainly going to be overlap right? We do the same content. We do this, like we have, we're going to post our, about our podcast across our different socials, but 
I wanted there to be like a value proposition in following or liking each one of our pages. And so Twitter right now, what we're looking at is Twitter, we're, we're sharing more stories. So Mike's been on there too, uh, and he's been, he, cause I, I used to primarily run the Twitter. So now it's kind of like 50 50. Mike is now, you know, when he sees a, a, an article or something like that, and he, which he's doing naturally anyway. So this is like organic content when he's reading about somebody's post or reading, reading somebody's like, you know, blog post or reading somebody's guide or reading somebody's news, whatever it is about, about web or tech. He will, if he thinks it's, it's worthy, he will share it on our, on our Twitter which is just beneficial for the other person. It's sort of like a repost, but it's organic. It's actually something that he might send to me or might send to another web dev. He's just sending it out to our community. And so that's one of the things that we're doing uh, with our Twitter or starting to do with our Twitter. Um, and it also will be playing into our website a little bit as well, which we'll get into in, in the second segment. So we're just trying to basically try different things on Twitter right now. And uh, that's that's basically where we stand. I'll let Mike kind of comment if he has any comments about that. Yeah, I don't really want to go too far into it because you you covered it pretty easy, pretty good, and we've talked a lot about social media. And I think I think this what this does is lead really well into our website discussion as well. Yes. So I'll let you kind of get on to maybe just giving a quick overview on Facebook, and then let's let's get into the website. Yeah. So Facebook, we've already discussed. Um, expectation was none. Reality was uh, we had more growth than expected because we started uploading that video version of the show. Uh, we are now at 105 likes or 111 follows, uh, based uh, as of writing this thing, of course. Uh, next thing, I'll just like I said, move on real quick here. So the, for the website, um, our expectation for our website, so htmlallthethings.com, was to have a finished product however uh in the reality the reality of the situation i should say is that uh the plan for the website has completely changed uh we're using an all-new cms that's uh that we'll all that we're also using for some of our customers as well um and it's not all new to the industry it's all new to us so i'm learning it uh and we're also going to be changing up the content plan to better match uh what uh, google and the market serving and some other some of the things that we've uh, learned throughout the year uh with client sites and our own sites and that type of thing um so one of the things that uh, we're going to be doing on the website is we're going to sort of make it a uh, a web development hub, if you will. So it's certainly still going to have our website on there, uh, or, or sorry, certainly have our podcast on there. You're going to be able to listen to it on there. That's all fine. Uh, it's still going to have our own original content when or if we write stuff, where it's going to be it's going to be on there as well. Of course, there's going to be a community uh, section called Community Spotlight. Like I think we've discussed this in the past a bit. However, what we're also going to be doing is we're going to be sharing stories on there. So just like our Twitter, we're going to be sharing stories that we see online and sharing it onto our website from across the web. So if we see a cool article on Flexbox, we're going to like post that. If we see a cool article on the latest CSS grid, we're going to post that. If Mike sees a cool article um, on the latest, uh, what's a, a Vue.js, that's it. Like that's a tech you like. So like Vue.js article and it's like a, a cool implementation, he's going to share that. And what we're going to do is it's going to just... It, basically we're our website is going to become like a news hub. If you come to our website and maybe if you bookmark us, we're it you're going to get a whole bunch of different stories and articles and links to our stuff, to our community's stuff, to other people's stuff, and it's just going to be like you can come here and it's like a web development hub. It's and it's going to be more like a website. It's not going to be like a Reddit. It's going to be full, you know, full thumbnails, full form for full excuse me, full formatting, can't speak today. Full formatting, the whole 9 yards. That's how it's going to be. And it's going to be a lot I think it's going to be a lot cleaner than just constantly posting on social and it's going to allow us to steer our social as well just to kind of touch on that it's going to allow us to be like hey this is a really cool flexbox guide let's you know share it and then maybe we'll get connected with that person and then maybe that person will be on the show 
and then maybe that person will like to, you know what I mean? It, it, it's this big community thing. So our website content plan has totally changed um, from our original, original, original vision. And we're doing it on a completely different stack as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that uh, in the new year because that's definitely happening. We're already getting some people to uh, do some stuff on it. Um, moving on, unless, Mike, you have a comment on that. Yeah, on the website, um, I yeah, the co- I think the content plan will benefit a lot of people because it's not just a random list of news articles and stuff like that. It is curated by myself and Matt. Um, and we could add other people in the future. That's that's something we haven't really discussed, but it's also possible. Like it's a, it will be a curated list. That's also or probably will be organized into categories. So you'll be able to like if you're interested in just Vue.js, you can see what Matt and I have recommended on Vue.js in the past month or so or whatever. So it will it will be something valuable, and it is something that Matt and I can realistically maintain. And it is something that will kind of tie into the show really well because a lot of the time we will probably talk about some of the articles on the show that we have shared and stuff like that. So I think the whole cohesiveness of this project makes sense. Our first uh, our first thought was like doing our own content all the time to maintain the site's you know popularity was a really good one and I would love to do it. But that requires funding and that requires time and that requires you know competition with everyone else's content. Um, and it's something that Matt and I just, I don't think we'll have in 2020. Like Matt, we're, we're already kind of really busy on the docket. So we want to do something that's maintainable by both of us. That's something valuable for the community. Uh, that's something the community can kind of participate in because if you want to, you know, if you have something to show, throw it on our discord and we'll take a look at it and we might throw it on the website as well. Um, if it's something that you've made yourself, that's, it goes the same way. So if you wrote your own article, we can easily, you know, if, if it's something we deem worthy, throw it on the website as well. And it'll be good for kind of everyone uh, to grow together and to learn a bunch of stuff together as well. That, 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 those are my thoughts on the website. Hopefully that's what it actually provides. And yeah, and, and we, we've had a, a fair bit of experience this year with more content moderation, content planning and helping uh, various customers with content uh management in general, planning through writing, through sharing, through whatever. And so we've learned a bunch because of that as well, just because we've been so in touch with it, especially me. I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of content stuff recently. So this is kind of really exciting because we're seeing actual results on other people's websites. So now we've learned a bunch and we're going to be able to apply that to our site and actually create something valuable where you can just come in and kind of see a bunch of good articles that we think are good anyway. Um, Moving on to our YouTube. So YouTube, same thing as Facebook. We just post our uh, our video version of our podcast on there. So we would love to do original content. Again, YouTube is a huge time sink, right? We're not we're not like the tip. We're not like a YouTuber. We're like we have. We're like that's our job. We have a bunch of other stuff to do. Just to kind of constantly be saying that throughout the episode, but that's just the truth. So. Um, this is also an example like our Facebook, where we've been slowly but steadily gaining subscriptions over the year. Uh, and that's kind of how it is. So we just keep posting and then people will keep showing up as they want to. It's just an accessibility thing. If you only want to use YouTube for your media, you can still listen to the hat podcast. That's really the thought behind it. Um, LinkedIn. So this is brand new this year. Uh, we've heard that LinkedIn has some great organic reach. Uh, so we've been posting about our podcast on there, similar to our podcast tweets. It's not like super maintained or anything like that. However, we do see really good organic, um, organic movement or really good organic stats based on, based on what we see on, on other 
on other platforms with their organic stats. So we're seeing a lot of uh, good numbers in terms of our size on LinkedIn. And so I'm just going to continue to do that. Um, I'll let Mike kind of touch on this unless he has anything else to, or uh, wait, what? I'll let you touch on it unless I, I have anything else to say. Yeah. There we go. That's a good one. Continue. Well, I can't touch Take it. Out. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. That's it. Yeah, that's my, fine. That's fine. I see. I see how it is. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, I'm not. You know what? No, that's Just it. because of that, that's... no comment. Okay. All right. Patreon. Uh, <laughs> um, we thought our download numbers. Um, we thought our download numbers uh, as they increased would actually increase the amount of our uh, patrons. Um, however, they so they did increase. Uh, they did increase a fair bit. However, they were much slower uh, than what we expected. So as a result, um, I think we need to add more value straight up to uh, our offering to people on Patreon. And uh, I'm going to actually get into that in the second segment because it's kind of a bigger plan. But I, like, I'm not blaming anyone for not signing up. I think we just need to make it more valuable. We need to give give the uh, the potential patrons more uh, for their dollars. So, uh, Mike, please take it away with any comments. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with you on the YouTube thing. I would love to do actual YouTube content. But again, like we've mentioned many times, it's a time-intensive intensive work. No one's paying us for this. So we can't really invest that much time into it. So I think what we're doing right now on YouTube is kind of what you're going to get most likely in 2020. Now, this could change everything. Like we, we are very flexible. If we all of a sudden get some sort of funding for HTML things or we get some sort of interest in a, a different kind of pathway for it uh, where we can dedicate some time to it, I would love to be able to do all these things, be able to do YouTube. I would love to create content. Um, I just haven't been able to justify spending the time on it quite yet. Uh, but yeah, LinkedIn, same thing, kind of, it, it is a good, it is a good platform. I think people should be on it, especially people looking for jobs. Uh, people should be getting connected. I personally, and one of my goals for 2020, I think will be to be more focused on LinkedIn. Uh, I do need to get my connections up. I need to update my profile and stuff like that, et cetera, et cetera. And Patreon, I'll agree with you there. We don't provide enough content and enough value for people to sign up for just you know if they want to support us that's great but realistically you want to give them something in return and i think when you get into the next segment you'll understand what we're going to be giving you so stay tuned for that right um okay yeah so i'm gonna just uh jump in here right into the look into 2020 because uh, we got a web news and stuff like that and we also have more holiday plans today um so we have a strict yep. so that's why i'm talking a little bit faster so real quick uh segment number two Looking to 2020. So already in progress um, and on the ticket for next year, everything uh, and just an FYI, everything in this segment is subject to change without warning. So um, but anyway, stickers. So uh, we want to bring stickers to our patrons uh, with an all new tier that will include a unique sticker design per month. Uh, we also want to reward all of our existing patrons with some stickers that we've uh, already had made up. So we already have some stickers that we made up and you've seen a teaser of that probably on our Instagram and, and other social medias. Uh, so we will be announcing uh, this in the beginning of the new year. At some point, we're still working on the logistics and the designs and stuff like that. But it's already on the go. We already have a design document made up and is uh, we're talking to artists and stuff like that. Um, so uh, basically what we want to do is any of the uh, existing Patreons or patrons, I don't really know what you call them. They're called patrons. But any people that are currently signed up, we're looking at kind of giving them a free gift uh, of some of the existing designs that we've already made up. Uh, now, don't be rushing out there and signing up to our patron Patreon uh, right away. We're going to announce like we're going to be like, hey, we're ready to start shipping stickers Here's our little free gift thing uh, to our existing patrons. If you sign up before X date, we're going to give these to you. That's like our free gift to all tiers, and then we'll kind of move on. Um, so 
Again, we have to find logistics and details out and everything like that, but there's going to be a free gift for existing patrons, and then there's going to be a new tier for a new sticker plan. Um, Mike, if you have any comment about that, that's yeah. pretty pretty cut and dry. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, we're just gonna we're gonna have stickers. We're gonna have different designs of stickers. So enjoy. I uh, get that. And uh, again, I, I just want to thank all of our existing patrons. To be honest, they they've been great, and a lot of them have retained membership for a very long time now, uh, which has been awesome. But we just want to be able to provide you something of value um, for the future. Hundred percent. That that that's it. Is I don't want to be sitting there being like. Damn, these people aren't signing up. It's clearly it's clearly something on our end. So hopefully, some stickers, which seem to be a uh, a common Patreon thing or a common thing that people buy, uh, will kind of uh, kind of make, add more to that value proposition. And that and then th- that'll actually teach us shipping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then we can try to figure out more things in the future as well. That's basically why we're doing it this way because paper's relatively, as far as I understand it, easy to ship. So. Um, Anyway, so new website, we've already said that, totally new website, uh, daily content around tech and more specifically web development. Uh, it will no longer, our site will no longer just house our show notes, but our show notes will still be available there and you can still listen to them in there. The site's going to look totally different. We're literally going to rip that site out like as if it doesn't exist and spin up a brand new website. Uh, we'll be doing a ton of social media coverage on that, of course. So, you know, stay tuned uh, for on any of our social channels as we slowly work through the process, but there's already people working on it now. Um this goes uh, also, I almost said this goes without saying, but we've actually said it a lot. So social media presence. So just a quick refresher from like like five minutes ago. Uh, we wanted to step up our game on Instagram again. Uh, definitely Twitter with our current plan. Uh, we need to start getting in front of more people's eyes. So that's the biggest thing. We want to sort of reach out and we want to build those download numbers and build up, build up that type of stuff. And so that's what we're going to be kind of trying to do is try to touch on more topics and get out there in front of more people. And uh, I'd love to start making original content uh, for social media as well. I have an idea for like a UX show kind of, but it's a big ask at the moment. So we're going to focus on the stickers right away uh, and focus on the website. And then once those two are up and running, that's quite a bit of content as it is. And then I'll maybe kind of look at doing a UX show on social or something like that. I kind of think IGTV might be the place for it, but we'll see. Um, But before we go into our uh, sponsor spot and then eventually into web news, uh, Mike... Do you have anything to say about the the remainder of this segment? Uh, no, I think we've covered it pretty well in the previous segment, like what we want out of each thing for HTML, all the things. Um, so, yeah, take it away. All right. Well, uh, this episode is sponsored uh, once again by the One Membership by Template Monster. One Membership, your ultimate web development kit. This includes WordPress and CMS themes, e-commerce themes, powerful plugins, presentation templates, diverse graphics, unlimited installations, uh, 24-7 technical support, and one year of free hosting. Use our link, tinyurl.com slash htmlallthethings, and our unique promo code to receive 10% off. Our code is htmlallthethings10. We receive a monetary kickback for any purchases made using our link and our promo code, and of course, both the link and the promo code will be available in writing in our show notes on our website. Now, I know I'm talking fast, but uh, we got some holiday stuff to literally rush to. So, uh, web news. Uh, personal, again, I don't know why I wrote it like this. Personal word. I think it's supposed to be personal work related. That's definitely what it is. Personal work, it, work related. You stick to the word related. <clears throat> personal work related <clears throat> slash Microsoft Word related 2020 goals, changes, etc. So, I got two uh, subsections here. Uh, Mike, I'll let you take it away first. Take it away. Sure. Uh, yeah, for Microsoft Word, I just want to be able to use the better Damn bullet it. points. 
Well, like, yeah, like, I, I don't like the default bullet points. I'm going to replace the default with something that's a little more high quality. Like, that's my goal for 2020. I want better bullet points in my Microsoft Word. Get your tab stops. Uh, get your tab stop professionalism <laughs> up. Fuck. All right. But in, in more serious uh, fashion, uh, I have very, like, I'm not a huge goal guy. I kind of, I... I do go with the flow a lot and that has been beneficial for me in the future uh, or in the past. So I'm, I am going to continue to do that. But but say, did you, did you like go into the future, double check? And then we're like, damn, I should just go with the flow and then just go. with the That's flow. what I do. That That's exactly what happened, Matt. That is <laughs> back to the future. That's exactly what I, I made a DeLorean. All that what? stuff happened. Yep. Nope. Um, so what main goal for this year is increasing our monthly earning potential. Just straight up. We make more per month. Very simple. I want going, more money. Going with the flow. Matt wants more money. Wants more money. We're, <laughs> go, we're going. We're going. With, we're going to get more money. Um, then I also want to be more involved with the business relations side. Business relations side, which means that I want to maybe go to some conferences. I want to, you know, meet meet other like minded people. I want to, you know, connect with them. I want to be able to figure out a way we can help each other. Like I want to. I want to do more partnerships. I want to get involved in the business community, either locally or not even locally. Maybe I'll, I will travel a little bit for it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, another one is I do want to write a little bit at least. I do want to get do some guides, do some articles. I've been doing a lot of work with Flutters, and I think that that's a good a good way for me to give back to the community because um, it is a newer technology, and I want I want it to grow, so I want to provide content for it so that it grows. Uh, Vue.js will probably th- be thrown in there as well because we're still using that in our production environments. So I do have a lot of little quirks and stuff that I want to talk about with that. Uh, and lastly here is get into a more into a better work routine. So instead of working randomly throughout the day or, you know, going a couple of days with a good routine and a couple of days with a bad routine, I do want to get into a more sustainable one where I am like waking up at a very set time or around like, you know, maybe like a little bit flexible, but not extreme flexibility where like I start work at either 10 or 7 a.m. or 12 or whatever. Like I, I do want to get a little bit more rigidity in my schedule because I do tend to perform better when I have that. Uh, and I want to get more value out of my time, if that makes sense. Like I don't want to have to come back to my desk, restart all my IDEs and get back into the coding mindset because that does take me time uh, to get back in and that's waste of time if I'm just coding straight for like, you know, four or five hours uh, rather than getting up and, you know, doing some errands and stuff. So time, I am time to learn try scripting to... and learn like a batch file. It'll do all that for you. That's another thing too, is that I should learn more efficiencies, like shortcuts and stuff like that. I have been getting better at it for sure. Like I, I use the refactor shortcut all the time now in VS code. I'll use the reformat shortcut to make my code look pretty. I, I do use some shortcuts, but I'm also bad at remembering which ones. So I actually have a sticky note on my desk with like three or four of the shortcuts that I commonly use. And I commonly be like, oh, I use this five times today and I still have to look at the sticky notes. So that's something I should get better at. So, yeah, I think I think that's it for me, though. What about you, Matt? Um, So I am still seeking the perfect ecosystem, I'm slowly starting to use other devices uh, rather than relying so much on my full workstation setups. Uh, this includes using devices like tablets and phones to do some tasks remotely, uh, saving me time and delivering some services faster. Um, and hopefully this helps actually with generating more original content wherever possible. So what I'm finding myself doing is I'm I used to always be like, ah, I'll just like I'll wait to order this or ah, I'll wait to like email this person or whatever until I have a more because like my workstation, my t- my my uh, PC 
is is sort of like the powerhouse where I can click into my my PC or my laptop. I can click into my email client or whatever, or use the the web app, and I can just type it out. I've got a full keyboard there. It's like it's like the the creme de la creme of workplaces that I have, right? That's what you do. I'm sure Mike is the same way. That's what. You, but what I'm finding myself doing now is I'm starting to do things otherwise. So I'm starting to email people back more on phones. I'm starting to do more communication stuff on phones, on tablets. Um, I'm starting to utilize. So I have a Windows tablet that I use almost every day uh, as is, but I'm starting to actually use it more like a tablet now as well. So. Um, like I was using it just basically as like a, an ultra book. Cause that's basically what it is. It has a keyboard and you know, right. Uh, but now I'm actually starting to use it where if someone needs like support or help or something, and I was supposed to like, I don't know, go like not watch a movie, but if I was supposed to go and brew some coffee or something like that, uh, where I'm not like in the office space is basically any sort of excuse like that. Now I just kind of quickly open up my, my ultra book and I type that out. Or sometimes people will ask for, you know, a little quick configuration changes late at night. And let's say I'm not doing anything before I, before I want to go to sleep. I used to just be like, I'll wait for tomorrow and then I'll do it tomorrow on my desktop uh, or on my laptop, whatever I'm working on that day. And it just ends up piling up where something else comes up in the morning. And now there's like, Oh my God, I keep forgetting these little things. So I'm starting to just sort of keep the tablet even more available than it already was. And I'm starting to just like quickly open it up, spin this thing up really quick, you know, send all the the stuff up, whatever. Uh, I even have a I have a new iPad. I received it for Christmas, so I have this new iPad here, and I've been starting to use that a little bit. Um, I, I kind I want to keep it as a more personal device, just because um, I just don't want to receive the constant notifications for work stuff. Um, but you're switching you're switching to 100 100 not it. doing I'm that. Ca- I'm calling it end of 2020. You will have a MacBook. I just got you will I just got Galaxy Buds. I just got Galaxy Buds. You will have the new AirPods Pro or whatever they're called. Like you're going to have everything. That's it. I'm calling it as a company. Digital Dynasty is now switching to only Mac. I will literally never do that. (laughs) Literally never do. This thing makes me panic. I've I've like called my buddy Ryan like four times. I'm like, I just opened up a multitasking window. Like, what the hell is going on? Or like, why are my widgets only on the left? Like, what the like? Apple. Anyway, it is a better iOS is a really, or iPad OS, or do they call it, is a really good tablet OS. In my opinion, better than the Android one, mm-hmm. etc. So that's why I prefer this. But anyway, so this is more my personal device, but I have actually done some server configs on this because I was already on it. Someone emailed me. And I'm like, nah, it's like two commands, whatever, and just quickly do it. Um, so yeah, so that's sort of what I mean, uh, ecosystem and that. Uh, now we also have uh, Google Homes throughout the house. So I was sent a free one from Google for having YouTube Premium throughout the year. Uh, we bought some furniture, and that gave us a free Echo Show. I received two uh, two Google Smart screens, and we already had three Google Smart Home minis, or Google oh uh, Nest minis, as they call them now. Uh, so literally everywhere in the home, uh, you can talk to Google. And I've done this several times now, and I've done this at other people's houses, where we've where we need, I need to do math. Math is like a big one for me. And I'll just yell like Google, like what, you know, what's this plus this in other people's houses. And they're like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, don't look. <laughs> that's, that's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the only thing I never yell out is for Alexa because she's, uh, she's a little bit, uh, she's a little bit dumb there, but, um, well, okay. Here's a dumb thing real quick. I know this is off topic real quick. I'm, upstairs and the door to the home is up there okay i receive a package to the door do not light up with a yellow light and tell me there's a notification letting me know that it was delivered by default is that a useful feature for apartments and stuff like that 100 percent. p.o boxes 100 percent. i'm pretty sure they know this is a home 
don't let me know. So anyway, wait, 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 wait. I, I, I'm not understanding. What are you? What don't you want to know that it's been delivered? I do not want to know it's been delivered because they freaking they like, bring it to the door. Yeah, but sometimes you you don't hear the door. Oh, they, and at Christmas they didn't knock, which is good. That's you know they don't they literally never knocked at Christmas not once. That's a big thing because it just it, it's that second of wasted time. I've had I've had it where they left like a note, like you know you have to go pick it up at the post oh, office. Oh, that's weird because they didn't knock. My dad was literally sitting in the, the same room as the door, and they like ran to the door, slapped the note on, and then ran back to the truck and drove away before my dad. Oh my god! Probably too much to fit in the truck, and they didn't want to say it, so they just. Maybe yeah. So regardless, it's just it's uh, well, it's weird. But, I, but seasonally, you so you don't want to know that there's a package at your door. I I I don't I don't when I I'm starting to realize this might be a, a ridiculous complaint. It's because it's because <laughs> like I'll sometimes hear the door open or whatever. They'll put it in the screen door. I'll hear that door, or they'll knock whatever, and then I'll receive it. I'll then come down to the office, and then like Alexa's sitting there with her little spinning like yellow light. Sitting there, like, you know, spinning away, being like, hey, like, you have a notification. It's like, I've already received this. It's probably, it's probably a dumb complaint. Maybe it's a dumb that, complaint. That is the most first world problem. Oh, I've oh ever, yeah. I'm not, I, that might not, be the most first world problem I've ever heard in my life. It's not life I, I don't, I don't know. But <laughs> actually. But fair enough. Okay. T- paying attention to UX is starting to ruin me. It's real bad. Like, I'll be sitting there and be like, this, this, this menu does not have an exit option. Like, or like, this menu doesn't take me to where I need to be. There's only one place I need to be in the system, and now it's going to manually make me go there. Like, just leave me alone. Anyway, that's just me. Um, so I'm starting to work on this, little efficiencies, stuff like that. Um, I'm also working on, and have been working on last year, but like, it's picking up now, uh, passive income initiatives. So like I said, I already started in 2019 uh, with a good amount of success and continuing big time into the future. Spun up some new stuff and blah, 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 blah. So we're just doing passive income initiatives in 2019 slash 2020. Um, also, uh, as we already mentioned, putting professional social media and community engagement into my routine. So I don't want to treat it like a task that I never get to. So it's one of those things where I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And it just keeps becoming that. And there's nobody, there's no customer there that's going to eventually call me angrily because I didn't post on Twitter. So like, I, I just keep treating it like that task that keeps getting put off. So I want to make this a part of my routine where maybe if I'm checking Instagram four times a day, I do two personal and two uh, work ones. But I want it to be natural. I don't want it to be like that because that's another task-like thing. So I want to I'm, – I'm starting to do it a little bit now. I've shared a couple stories on Twitter and I'm getting it. I'm also preparing – to do the content for the website, which is like sharing some of the third-party uh, stories and guides. And so I'm preparing in that way as well, which is nice. Um, so I am getting a little bit of that, but it's just a matter of making it a part of that routine. Like I said, I didn't use Instagram a couple years ago, and now I use Instagram personally all the time. So it's just a matter of getting it into that and getting it into that mindset. So really, I think what it boils down to for me is a lot of this is actually just efficiencies. So passive income is an is an extremely efficient way of making money because uh, you're not doing anything or much to make it. The ecosystem stuff and using different devices and not relying on a certain devices in a certain place is a huge efficiency. And then, of course, making something part of your routine is, is a major efficiency as well. I think everything is coming down to the point where I just need, I just want it to be efficient, where I don't need to do much. And Mike and I have actually already discussed uh, having having an app for our phones that would connect to our website and it would just be an app for us where we could share links with just a few clicks. Like, cause I'm doing kind of the UX planning right now and that would be absolutely perfect 
it would sh- it would save so much time and so much aggravation to just be able to like click click share done and that's it and then you'll do it then you'll end up doing it that barrier to entry is so low so i think 2020 for me efficiency is kind of the the main title cool that's uh i mean that's that's a good goal it's it's a loose goal so you can like you know use it in different ways so i li- i like it i like that goal cool Let's use your efficiency to increase our monthly earning potential. Also, get those bullet points in your Microsoft Word better. Like Damn you can't it. have those shit. And the tab points. spots. You know what? I'm leaving it yeah. in the show notes now. If you're reading this, yeah, you're getting it. personal yeah. word related 2020 <laughs> goals, changes, and etc. Instead of work, because you know that's just the way it is. Yeah, actually, what's what's great about this is uh, when you messaged me last week, I thought we were going to do this episode before Christmas. So mm-hmm. I wrote up these notes, which is why some of the numbers are a little bit like like a few days old, heaven forbid. Um, but I wrote this like I was just on I was just on a tablet. I just had another tablet beside me. I just started using both tablets. Cool. So already already Efficiency. getting started. Like it, this is crazy. And then Google's translating stuff for me and stuff. It's fantastic. So I'm, I'm entering I'm entering the future. I am personally entering the future. So I got my Galaxy Buds now with my passive thing, so I can hold it down like a secret agent, and it'll like I'll be able to hear the people yeah, talking. I, I do love that feature. And it, I, I need to get myself a pair of those. Literally, well, they're, they're making a, allegedly ones that are super long lasting now. That's the next generation of them. So maybe, maybe that. But, Wait for that. But I mean, like I'm, I'm good. I have Jaybirds, and I got a Sony headset back there. I got Air Dots. I have Samsung Galaxy Buds. I have a Steel Series headset on my head right now that uses a disgusting headphone jack port. Um, so, yeah. But I feel like I've been talking a mile a minute, and it's probably due to the fact that I've had about eight cups of coffee which were actually only two or three cups of coffee in this massive mug I received for Christmas that's sitting right in front of me. But anyway, slightly off topic. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else for this year-end roundup? Uh, No, I think that's it. I think thank you, everyone, for listening to us this entire year, and we hope that the next year you'll you'll be with us and... Uh, you'll, we'll see. We'll see where we go. I'm, I'm excited for 2020. I think it's gonna bring a lot of cool things. And, and we're actually already getting people to do stuff. Like we're, we're what we've learned is instead of relying on ourselves to just be like, yeah, we'll do it for sure this time because we didn't do it in the past. Now we actually put money on the table, pay other people to do stuff like the artist and whatever. And so now we're actually motivated. Where we're like, damn. <laughs> We paid for this. We better actually use this thing. Uh, so we, hey, we know we know how to hold ourselves hostage and get things done. So the website and the stickers uh, get ready, and we'll be uh, announcing all that stuff on social as as we will. Uh, but I'm going to conclude this episode uh, and apologize for the fast talking uh, if it was a bit too fast. Thank you uh, for listening, and make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on the platform of your choice. As I talk faster, you can follow us on the fo- follow us on the socials via at HTML all the things. That's on Facebook and Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter via at HTML everything. We're on Medium and we're on GitHub, and we're also on Patreon. And that's Patreon.com/slash HTML all the things. Check out the tiers. Give that a go. And many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons, Sean from RabbitWorks JavaScript. You can find him at YouTube.com slash RabbitWorks JavaScript. Garrick from Local Path Computing and Web Design. You can find him at localpathcomputing.com. Craig, aka Cosworth. Ryan Gatchel from Blue Black Digital. Find him at blueblackdigital.com. Chris from Self Made Web Designer. Find him at selfmadewebdesigner.com. And Tim from The Web Hacker. Find him at thewebhacker.com. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you're listening to this on. And we are signing off.